the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. AM 560 WFIL.com on the app too. You can download the app free from WFIL.com. Happy Friday. Forecast calling for a lot of clouds still. Had some rain today. Windy. Make another shower before we eventually have just kind of a half cloudy night. Down to 43 this evening. Tomorrow, beautiful. Mix of clouds and sun. High 65. Sunday looks to be cloudy and rainy. Maybe even throw a thunder shower too in there. And Sunday's high 57. NFL draft round one was last night. Eagles picking up wide receiver Jalen Rager in the first round. Rounds two and three today and four through seven are tomorrow. We uh, say hello to Danny now. Hi, Danny. Hi, Tim. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. We continue our social distancing as you, you manage to produce the program miles away from the radio station. You're very talented that way. Well, thank you. Yeah. So it's exciting to have a famous Friday show. We usually don't know why, but today I have an inkling. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we can work in reverse. We cap it off with the big cherry of the week. The Now that's punny segment, which I understand you've been working feverishly on. I always am. In fact, if you took your temperature right now, it might be elevated. <laughs> right? Because you've been working pretty hard on it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, now... Uh, in between, we have Susan Slauson, who's going to join us. She's the general manager of the Dell Music Center in, uh, in East Fairmont Park area. And she was on with us last summer when we had the Mercy Me concert and contest. A lot of listeners got to win tickets to that, had a great time. Uh, the reason we're having Susan on is because she and other businesses we want to have on periodically. Just say, how are things going with you and your part of the world? And get a perspective on the impact that things are having, and it's going to be different for everybody. So Susan's our first guest in that kind of uh, area of interviews that we're looking to do in the next few weeks. So I'm looking forward to hearing from Susan. And um, and then we have uh, the draft pick from the Eagles last night, Jalen Rager. We have some audio I want to play for folks. Just his uh, this, this new guy they brought onto the team. Um, want to give people a chance to hear from him directly. So I have some audio from the press conference last night after he was drafted. So we're going to actually throw that on here in just a moment. All that and whatever else finds its way into the program. Do you have goosebumps, Danny? I actually do. See? I knew it. I knew it. I'm excited. I got goosebumps last night. You know why? Why? Because my son, Tim, texted me Mm -hmm. uh, and my wife, and he had a picture of himself and... uh, about three classmates. He is still in Florida, finishing college remotely, although he's near the school. So, uh, so it, it's kind of like he's he's trying. He could have come home and finished here in Pennsylvania, but he decided 
I kind of want to be near and just at least feel like I'm here. <laughs> so, and, and so yeah. right. So, so he did that. Uh, but yesterday he texted my wife and I a picture of himself and a couple other folks screenshotted them of, I guess, you know, them doing a class together. And uh, mm-hmm. he simply said, uh, I have just completed my final undergrad course. Wow. And I felt, I didn't get goosebumps, but I felt very proud. Like, wow, man, you, you got there four years of your schooling and you did it. So you had that feeling, right? Do you feel old? You know what? I actually don't feel too old. I just, I'm actually proud of him because he's been a good student. He's been diligent. And also because the circumstances he's finishing under less than ideal, you know, we had planned, we had planned to go see him for his graduation Friday, May 1st. And already we're on the calendar and, and uh, so for someone, I know a lot of people have different disappointments they've had to to deal with, but I, I'm proud of him to that he's finishing strong and not letting that deter him from a good finish. So good for him. Yeah. So as a as a parent, that was that gave me goosebumps in a good way. I mean, you know, made me feel very proud. And uh, yeah, that's, that was last night. So all right. So now listen, I'm going to give you because I want the pun segment at the end to be so amazing. You mm-hmm. have the rest of the hour off. I'm going to just talk with Susan. We only have one phone call we're making. So. Uh, you don't have to be, you know, answering phone calls. Wow. Or yeah. So you have okay. the, the hour off. Text all your friends, you know, <laughs> pay attention to the show at the very end. You can ignore the show. The rest. Of the, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Your generation, quote unquote, can do nine things at once. I understand. So anyhow, uh, but we'll look forward to the pun segment at the end. And I want to get into some of this audio right now for uh, Jalen Rager of the Eagles. Okay. All right. Sounds All right. good. All right. Daniel will join us back on the back end of the program. But let me give you a little bit of uh, insight now into the player the Eagles drafted last night, wide receiver Jalen Rager. Uh, his dad actually played for the Eagles, uh, I think, about 10, 12 years ago. And so just uh, a couple of clips, and we'll save some of these for the next few, uh, week or so just to get some insight into who they have added. This is the first pick that they had last night, number 21 overall. And uh, Jalen was asked, among other things, what – is this moment like for you, and how excited are you to come? Uh, are you to come to the Philadelphia Eagles? Oh man, you know it's just it's a family environment. Uh, they love football. They love their Eagles, and man, it's just a, it's just a sigh of relief, man. Like you know all this hard work you put in uh, for this moment, and uh, my whole life I told my people, my family, like you know I'm gonna be a first rounder someday, and uh, man, I just spoke. I, it's just crazy. I'm so blessed and to have it come true. Um, and then what, what greater organization to go to, you know, Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm very excited and I'm ready to go. That's wide receiver Jalen Rager drafted last night by the Eagles. And he was also asked when you kind of knew that the Eagles were interested, did you start to think about, hmm, what would it be like to play with Carson Wentz? I mean, it's Carson Wentz. Uh, I mean, I feel like his name speaks for itself. And uh, just the fact that, you know, I get to be I get to be alongside those guys and now you know it's just it's just a surreal feeling like I watch Carson Wentz you know I watched him play I'm like wow like this dude is amazing and then now he's my quarterback so it's like it's just like I said it's a real feeling uh, and, and ultimately it's a blessing Jalen uh, Rager of the Eagles just drafted last night you could hear some shouting going on in the background of course this is a very different NFL draft with players being home when this is all happening uh, and, and everything being done remotely. So people are yelling and screaming and excited. And uh, Jalen was asked a little bit about, you know, where are you? And and uh, how much did you know that the Eagles were the team that was going to, you know, draft you? Or did you have other teams that were knocking at the door? 
Me and my parents kind of had an idea. Um, the Eagles showed the most interest out of any team. It was a few teams that were up there, but the Eagles, like, they really, you know, they, like I said, it's a difference between I can tell when you're doing your due diligence and when you're showing you're actually interested in me. And um, the Eagles did that, and, uh, man, they made my dream come true today. Jalen Rager of the Eagles last night. Uh, one of the reasons the Eagles drafted him uh, is because they, they, there's a you know saying or phrase in football, you want to take the top off the defense because Rager's very fast. And so if he can run a route that pulls some of the defense back, that opens up space underneath. And so he was asked about joining the Eagles with a team that also has Deshaun Jackson. Me and my parents kind of had an idea. Um, the oh, that's the wrong one. I just played that one. This is the one I meant to play for you. Man, it'll make us more, way more explosive. Uh, just give another, you know, another deep threat. You know, Deshaun is a great receiver and a great speed receiver. He can do anything you ask him to. And um, I feel like I'm just, a, you know, a two, another one. And uh, I can do anything you ask me, whether it's in the return game, a receiver, whatever you need me to do. Um, it just, it just, I feel like I'm just going to make, you know, be another asset to just help this team to be even greater than it already, than it already is. And uh, I, we, I'm going to be, you know, joining a lot of great, great players, great teammates, great men. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. That's Jalen Rager again, the new uh, draft pick for the Eagles last night. Uh, last little clip I'll play for you now, and I have a number of others we'll, we'll mix in in the days to come. But, uh, you know, imagine he's a kid out of college, and now he's wondering, what city am I going to go to? There are 32 different teams in the league and wondering what might happen. And uh, he was asked, did you get a sense from the Eagles before the draft they were really interested? In, and what was the experience about that? I talked to the whole staff. Um, me or my agent every other week and, uh, you know, just, just communicate with those guys, Coach Amo, um, you know, Mr. Roseman, uh, Coach Coach Peterson, and just, you know, just talking to those guys and, and catching up. And they they stay consistent. Um, no matter what the circumstances was, they stay consistent. And, and I know, you know, it's a difference between doing your due diligence and then showing real love and when you really want somebody. And I can tell the difference for sure. That's Jalen Rager again, the new wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles drafted last night. First round, rounds two and three are today, four through seven are tomorrow. We hope to be able to give you some uh, little clips of the press conferences that the players do have to, uh, have after they are drafted so you can get a little insight into who the new Eagles will be. And hopefully there'll be a season this fall and things at that point will be uh, well on their way to normal. In the meantime, we're going to talk with Susan Slauson, who's the GM of the Dell Music Center. Uh, on Strawberry Mansion Drive, and she, uh, it's, I guess, it's the fourth largest venue in Philadelphia, five, 6,000 seater, and we worked with her last summer at the Mercy Me concert. Want to see what life is like for her right now and get some insight into what's happening in that part of the world, and we also have our pun segment to cap things off today. It's Tim DeMoss' show. You're listening to AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, it's Tim DeMoss Show, and we're glad to bring on board Susan Slauson with the Dell Music Center on Strawberry Mansion Drive in Philly. Hello, Susan. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good to hear your voice. Yeah, you too. We had you on last summer with the Big Mercy Me concert. Uh, how'd that go, and, and how are you? I guess, how are you? That's more important right now, actually. How are I'm, you doing? I'm doing well. Okay. I'm doing well. Um, being mindful, staying physically distant, and wearing my mask, and following, you know, everything they're telling us to do, we're trying to do. So we're doing well okay. um, right now. Yeah. Last summer we had Nathan Cochran from the band Mercy Me on, 
and uh, you were big on helping that that event be you know go on at the Dell. Uh, how did it go? Just to recap, I, I think we talked back then, but I'm trying to remember how how things went. You know, it was for a minute, it was touch and go, but I will say that ended up being probably one of the best concerts at the venue last summer. Um, That's great. Because this was the first time having a contemporary Christian groups at the Dell, it took some time for people to say, okay, where's this venue? Do we want to go here? But people showed up, and thank you so much. You know, I know I said this to you before, but you helped me because at one point it didn't look like the tickets were going to sell. Yeah. And I, I believe I talked with you on the phone, sidebar, and I was discouraged. And you sent me a scripture that really took me from point A to Z. I just took the word of God, stood on it, the scripture that you sent me, and said, you know what, God, I'm doing this for you. This is unto the Lord. So whatever happens, it's okay. And it ended up being a wonderful worship experience. That's excellent. That's I remember it's First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Stand yes. firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know your labor in him is never in vain. Oh so. my goodness. It it took me it took me where I needed to be spiritually and emotionally, um, to just trust God because I was working unto the Lord. Amen. Susan, I can tell you, yeah. I had a number of folks uh, email pictures in uh, just how much fun they had at that at, at that event. People who'd won tickets oh, on really? the radio, yeah, people who won tickets on the station, thanking us after the fact and just sending photos of themselves. And I, I'm, it was neat to see uh, so many people be thankful uh, for the tickets that they had won. So, oh, so we're wonderful. glad for that. Um, your role, so, and and the, the Dell, um, just for. For uh, context, uh, and folks just tuning in, Susan Slauson. I guess uh, you're the. Are you the GM there? What What is your role at, at at the Dell officially? I am. I'm. I am the general manager at the Dell Music Center. Okay, and that's. Uh, yeah. And I, I have a wonderful operations ma- manager working with me to set a green that you know you always have that right hand, left hand, that person that you make things happen together. Yes. They is that person. We do this thing together. I couldn't do it without her. Um, I'd like to think she couldn't do it without me, but I think she could. <laughs> <laughs> Scenic East Fairmount Park is where the Dell is. It has been uh, you know, home to so many events over the years and the classic artists like you know, Ella Fitzgerald, Natalie Cole, uh, Shirley Caesar's been there, Dizzy Gillespie. And uh, it's had some upgrades over time. And I guess technically it's it's got what, over 5,000 seats or six, close to 6,000 with the lawn seats. How does that work for the, for the, for the venue itself after the renovations? So we actually have, and prior to the renovations, the venue seated 9,000. And okay. we actually downsized and we have, we have, believe it or not, we have larger seats, but we, we definitely did downsize. We have 5,284 seats. Okay. And we have an area where you can sit 600 people on the lawn with their chairs standing. You know, some people never sit down, so but they're they're permitted to bring their lawn seats in. Um, so we are considered during a time like this. Normally, we're just a pretty much a medium small venue, but during a time like this, because it's over 5,000 people, we're considered a big venue right now. Sure. Sure. Well, yeah. one of the one of the reasons we wanted to have you on, Susan, is to, uh, just talking with some folks who uh, have been on the air with WFIL in the past and 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 or currently, 
is to hear how things are going, how the current situation is affecting the shutdowns, affecting you or not affecting you or, or, you know, things you've had to do to comply and all of that. Um, in a way, if I remember correctly, you're, the, the, the Dell is actually open primarily in the summer through like June to October or something, right? So I'm sure it's still affecting things because of the unknown when's this going to open up again, but it's different than like having a season canceled, which is already in progress in March, for example. So how, yeah, yeah talk about how this is affecting the, the business and the, and the plans for, are you, are you able to keep things on hold still a little longer with another week, maybe two weeks, three weeks, we'll know more and we can keep things intact or what's, what's been happening for you? And so just based on the fact that the city right now is having conversations about April 30th, yeah. conversations about reopening, we haven't begun to put in place staff to reopen the venue. What we did do, which because this process starts in January, we reached out to the ver- some of the artists, the headliners for our season. Okay. Um, and for our Christian concert, we actually had lined up Jeremy Kent, Natalie Grant, and Sidewalk Profits. The challenge right now for us is whether or not we're going to get the word from the governor, the mayor, the federal government for that matter, is our venue too big to have that many people in that venue? Yeah. They may say not until next year can 6,000 people come together. So okay. we are on hold. Wow. We have, we, we, yeah, we have people lined up to come that we've already reached out to, but we can't make any decisions right now. And so we still have the process of hiring employees, hiring employees, going in and doing everything that we need to do by way of cleanup um, because it's an outside venue to get the facility ready for um, not just the, the, the artists, but for our customers. So there are a number of, um, I don't want to call them roadblocks, but challenges for us. I can say that we're not going to have, I don't believe we're going to have any concerts in July. Okay. Because we don't have time to hire, to get the venue in place. And then we have this whole contract piece, you know, the city of Philadelphia has in place where we have to go through, it's a, it's a huge process, um, procurement, law department, fiscal, um, to get checks and all that. And so when we, when we come back online, there are going to be a number of people that have to go and get contracts in place. And there has to be a priority. And I don't know um, where we're going to fall on the list of priorities when it comes to contracts and getting the city open. You know, it's important for people to be able to come and 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 meet, but 5,000, 6,000 people, I just don't know if we're going to be able to do it. I am hoping that maybe, I'm hoping that maybe we could still have an August season, even if we can't have a July. Yeah. Maybe we can do some concerts in August. Susan Slauson, our guest, GM of the Dell Music Center, Strawberry Mansion Drive in Philadelphia. We'll keep our conversation going with her in just a moment. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. It's 426 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and 
the WFIL app. Susan Slauson's our guest. She's the GM of the Dell Music Center on Strawberry Mansion Drive in Philadelphia. The DellMusicCenter.com is their site. It's fascinating to me as you're talking. There's so many things, even as you're just speaking the last couple of minutes there. The, first of all, the multiple layers that maybe uh, the city of Philadelphia says one thing, but the governor says something else that's kiboshes, mm-hmm. not just not contradicting, but just overriding or something else. Mm-hmm. When you add all, all of all the, what the mayor said, all the different things, well, what are you left with after that? Well, we can do this guy said yes, but this one says no. So now we're kind of, you know, whatever. Uh, so there's that. And keeping on top of all that, also along with that, though, has it? I'm guessing it's crossed your mind that, well, maybe we could still have concerts, but they're going to say you can't have more than 2,000 people there as opposed to 6,000. And then everyone does everyone take a pay cut and say, well, we'd rather do something and get things going, or does it have to be all or nothing? Or Financially, obviously, you can't afford to pay a band, but you normally would if you can only sell a certain amount of tickets. And maybe they're like, well, we just want to get out on the road again ourselves. Has, is that a possibility that, that the Dell could do half capacity or, or something like that, do you think? We've actually talking with the um, uh, administrator for Parks and Recreation, the deputy commissioner who manages the money for uh, Parks and Recreation, which the Dell Music Center falls under. Um, we've had that conversation. Um, I had to send in some information about some different um, ways that we may be able to open up if we can open up, and that was one okay, so our return on investment may be a little different because we can have 6,000 people, but maybe we can have 2,500. Right. We can't pay the artists X amount of dollars, but maybe if they're willing, because they are going to be ready to get out on the road, and, you know, this amount is better than nothing at all. Right. And so we are having conversations about maybe downsizing the number of people that can actually come into the venue at one time so we can spread out in the venue. Sure. Almost um, a different ticket, like a, a ticket that is worth uh, three seats instead of one or something where seats mm-hmm. one, two, and three are mine. And you sit in seat mm-hmm. two and you're four through six, go to the next person, you sit in seat five. And that way we're all exactly. equally, evenly spread out. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. What a time mm-hmm. we're living in, you know? Oh my goodness. Who would have thought, but you know what? We, we, we get these challenges, we face them and we figure out how can we adjust, which is what you and I are talking about right now. Instead of not having a season at all, um, I've actually put on the table in my information that I had to turn in that this is this is an option as opposed to no season at all. Yeah. Can we only have X amount of people in the venue? And right. the artists are definitely not going to – we can't pay them what they would normally get. One, because the city's in a financial crisis right now. Sure. And two, we're not going to be able to have, I'm just thinking that I don't think we're going to be able to have 6,000 people in the venue. Right, right. Susan Slauson's our guest, GM of the Dell Music Center, Strawberry Mansion Drive in Philly. The DellMusicCenter.com is their site. Is it conceivable or and or if it's a legal issue or not, could the center, if the weather is warm enough, can they still go beyond the normal end date? The season, I guess, was June to October. Are you allowed to go or late October? I don't know how late you normally wrap up. Actually, we usually wrap up mid-September. Okay. Um, that that was another part that was also in addition to the, the cutting the seats back, not paying the artists as much as we usually pay, maybe not having a July season, but at least having an August season. And if we can't start um, beginning of August, maybe we could start mid-August and run to end of September. Yeah. So that's a part of the conversation as well. Because, you know, with the way the weather is going, we may have warmer weather in September. Sure. Um, sure. And so hopefully we'll be able to, 
if nothing happens in July, I'm, I'm still hoping and praying that we can do something in August and then possibly run through some of the weeks in September. Yeah, you know, you want to be responsible and all that. And yet, and there's also, of course, along with that, the whole balance of, of keeping everybody safe and distance, but also some of the, the, the economic toll it's taking and also the emotional toll for people uh, to have to, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But I, w- I would like to think that any business or in your case at the Dell, where your season winds up in September, it's like, you know what? It would be nice, not just a token thing, but just to like wet your whistle for 2021 that, yeah, we we were able to do something. It's not like we have to really now we have to wait another eight months before we even really get to, you know, at that point where we feel atrophied. Let, let's at least get to do something, Lord willing. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that, you know, so you can have a taste of it at least and, and maybe – I keep wondering if there's going to be a couple of things that happen that maybe accelerate like everyone coming out like, okay, I think we're good, you know, as opposed to super cautious for so long that we're all lulled into a little mm-hmm. sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that um, I have to say that it's going to depend on the multiple layers of government and what they tell us we can and cannot do, yeah. how soon they open up the city which would allow us to begin to get into place the staff, um, go back to the table with the various artists and negotiate. So they're just going to be multiple layers that we're going to have to kind of walk through and determine what we can do based on those people that are in charge. Tell me, Susan, uh, uh, two, two things in my mind still I wanted to ask you about. One is, and you've talked about them some as we've been talking today, but what part of the business that the Dell Music Center does is um, still able to keep happening as as opposed to just you're completely on hold? If you don't have events you know are happening, is there anything you can be doing with this time, uh, some future planning or whatever? You know, what, what do you, how are you doing? How has this affected the way business is done for you? Oh, it's, it's pretty much shut down. Okay. It really is. It's, it's, um, it is, it is shut down completely because we can't make any it's difficult talking with artists and we don't know right. um, when how many people whether it's going to be in August or September season we can't hire because we don't know when the season's going to open and then with the, the uh, hiring process we still have to identify our staff you know a lot of the people that are seasonal that work at the Dell, they come back, but we still have to go through that entire process, which is a city of Philadelphia process that we have to follow. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, yeah. The, and even with a concert, like the Jeremy Camp one, you mentioned Natalie Grant, Sidebox Profits, I think you said that was going to be in mm-hmm. August. Is that right? Yes. Yes. That the date of that, I want to say it was August this 22nd. It is a Saturday. Okay. I don't have a calendar in front of me. So that's, I should know that because it, it's uh, my wife's birthday. So I really, <laughs> I can't forget that. I can't forget that. No, wait, is that my anniversary? Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Is it? The 24th is our anniversary and the 22nd is her birthday. I think that's how it goes. I always get mixed up. We're two days apart. But all of so which is Is say, that a Saturday? Is uh, either one of those days Saturday? Yeah, I'm pretty so sure. the 17th. Okay, you think it is as well? I yeah. think so. Well, anyway, the reason I ask is because, number one, I still keep thinking, like, um, again, like maybe I would not be shocked if things start to rapidly get better, just like they rapidly kind of got into this uh, everyone freeze in place mode. 
um, mm-hmm. that didn't take long uh, for, for things like to have like a pause to we're just canceling the whole spring. Um, I'm wondering if, if a few shoes start to drop in the right direction that maybe, maybe things will grow and, and in time, maybe you, the concert can still happen. That'd be a wonderful concert to have. Oh my goodness. I'm hoping, I am hoping and I am praying that it can still happen. You know, one of the things that, that I also have to take into consideration is even once the federal government, the state and our mayor, if they determine what they're going to do as far as numbers, what they're going to list, you also have to take into consideration people and their budgets Right. as a result of this people and um, just how comfortable are they going to be coming into a venue where they're, let's just say we knock it down to 2,500, 3,000 people. Is there going to be some apprehension still? So people may not have money to come to concerts this summer. Right. And that's something else we have to think about. You know, we may have to decrease our ticket, ticket prices and we're already the probably the least expensive venue anywhere. But we may have to consider that as well. Yeah. We're going to be having a difficult time, Timmy, yeah. um, once things open back up. They're going to have to prioritize what they can and can't do. Sure. And I'm thinking as you're talking there, the creativity that comes into play also, a lot of this is very, very fluid, thinking, well, maybe the ticket prices go down some so people know they can at least come. But maybe the mm-hmm. Dell makes it up in other ways or they at least have options or they they have some food available or expand food options. So people are like, well, it, it just so happens I do have a little extra money. I didn't – I mean, I bought my ticket and now I'll spend it here. You know what I'm saying? So I mm-hmm. think all of us mm-hmm. have to get very uh, creative on how we're, how we're doing what we're doing in order to just take right. the next step. Yeah. Well, and as but a – Those are just some of the things I just have to, you know, take into consideration and think about as we are preparing – hopefully preparing to have, even though the season may look different than it has in the past, but having a season. That's it. It may not be eight weeks. It may not be 10 weeks. It may not be 12. It may just be four weeks. But if we can just have a season, we just have to think about what it's going to look like, how this has affected people, how is it going to affect them economically to be able to come out to the concerts. And and, And to think of having eight concerts this summer, the way we know that people have been affected financially it really doesn't make sense. Sure. So it got, makes sense to have four or half of what we've been doing. Susan Slauson, our guest, the general manager of the Dell Music Center, and uh, we're having Susan on today and hopefully to have several other guests in the next uh, week or two just to give a slice of what's happening in the tri-state area, practically speaking, for folks, businesses, big and small, whatever it might be. Uh, we'll keep our conversation going in a second just to check on the forecast. A lot of clouds um, the rest of the afternoon. Low of 43 eventually tonight. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. Looks nice. A high of 65. Sunday, cloudy, rainy. Could have a thunder shower or two. Sunday's high, 57. Sports last night, the Eagles picking Wide receiver Jalen Rager in the first round of the draft, which was, you know, just the first round was last night, and uh, rounds two and three are today, and four through seven are tomorrow. At the press conference that he uh, had after uh, after being drafted last night, he was asked, this, this is uh, Jalen Rager, on, okay, so you're drafted, you're an Eagle, now what? I'm just going to try, I'm just going to do my best to uh, enjoy it. A uh, bunch of my family is literally, like, waiting. I, you know, I've been, I've been doing interviews since I got drafted, and... Uh, I'm just ready to celebrate and, you know, give thanks to, to, the, to the good man upstairs for uh, blessing me with this opportunity. And, uh, you know, 
they'll be sending me an iPad soon, and uh, we'll get to work. Jalen Rager, new wide receiver for the Eagles. Also, uh, there's been a lot that's been talked about this draft, having a lot of great wide receivers. It's a deep draft, one of the biggest needs that the Eagles have. And uh, Rager was uh, Rager was asked about uh, his, you know, how does he feel about being in that class? Will he compare himself to other receivers, how they're drafted and all that? I don't look to match myself up against anyone, uh, to be honest. I'm just going to be the best pro I can. I'm going to continue to elevate my game. And uh, when people say it's a deep wide receiver class, I mean, it's the reason the Eagles picked me. And uh, that's because I'm a part of the deep receiver class. So um, I don't look to match up against any of those guys or compare stats or do any of that. Um, I'm just looking to be the best pro I can because uh, ultimately I'm the one wearing the Eagles jersey. That's Jalen Rager, new wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, drafted last night with their first pick. They have more picks to come, and hopefully we'll have some more audio to play for you in the days to come so you can get to know a little bit about the new players that the Eagles are bringing in. Quick break. Come back with Susan Slauson from the Dell Music Center, Tim DeMoss Show. Don't forget, uh, we have our famous Now That's Punny segment to cap things off a little later on. Back with more in just a moment on WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. Tour 43, Tim DeMoss Show, am560wfil.com and on the WFIL app. For folks uh, just tuning in, Susan Slauson's our guest. She's the GM of the Dell Music Center on Strawberry Mansion Drive in Philly. Uh, the dellmusiccenter.com is their site um, and you can you know check in, uh, you know, give it some time, but check in and see what how this all plays out. But being a woman of God who loves the Lord a lot, you know, that gives you something that you can really, uh, an amazing filter uh, or, or set of glasses to look or lenses to look at all of this through. How is, how is your faith in the Lord and, and God's character, you know, come into play as you're processing all of this? You know, I think as believers, what we do know is that regardless of what it looks like with our natural eyes, our spirit man knows that God is always in control. None of this caught him by surprise, although we are super surprised. There's always purpose. And as the word says, he can work all those things together for good. Doesn't mean that everything is good, but God has a way of making things good in spite of some of these challenges that we are facing right now. You know, I'm watching CNN and I've seen Christian commercials during CNN. Wow. (laughs) That is, that right there, these people paid for time. You normally would never see a call, a a straight call. Um, The the, the priest, there was a priest, and I wish I could think of his name, um, that was sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ on CNN. And so, there's a big picture here that we may never see until the other side of heaven. Um, so I'm, I have hope. I have confidence. And I know we will get through this. It's just that these are times also where we have to encourage one another. Um, and when God's people are in need, we have to be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality however we can do it by being socially distant right now. And however we can do it, once we can come back together again, because they're going to be great needs. So I I believe that there's a a work that God has for us um, in the midst of this, after this. 
And I believe that people's lives are going to be changed for the better once this is said and done, because God is going to be a priority. Well, and to your point, Susan, um, Ephesians 2.10, for we're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You were sharing mm-hmm. a minute ago about how God, none of this surprised him. So, and it's a great point. Don't forget, as things start to change, hopefully in, a, in the opening up direction, there are people mm-hmm. who are still going to probably be a bit shell-shocked from what's happened and whether they mm-hmm. lost a loved one for sure, uh, but yeah. perhaps if they've lost business or that it's going to be a long road to get their business back up and going and or just the current state of like, okay, I'm glad we're kind of opening up. I, I don't, I'm unsure of myself. I'm not sure how to proceed. That These are real opportunities to love our neighbors uh, and each other because we're going to need it and, yeah. and a day at a time. It, um, yeah, yeah. That, that, that what I shared just now, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them, always be eager to practice hospitality. That's Romans twelve thirteen. That's not me. That's, that's what God tells us to do. There going to be a lot, there will be a lot of needs. How can we help? How can we be eager to practice hospitality? I like it. When this is all said and done. Susan, I, I'm glad we could talk today. And I'm also, um, there's nothing necessarily that folks, if they were interested in in, uh, in doing something with the Dell at the moment, that they, they can't buy tickets to anything at the moment, right? They just be aware that, uh, you know, hopefully before yeah. long there'll be some kind of news. Is that correct? Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. As soon as as soon as we hear something from our officials, um, we are eager. We want to be able to have a partial season, but we. I need to say, we may or may not. Okay. One day at a time. Yeah. Lord willing, the, yeah. well, Lord willing, we'll have you on again closer to, if he sees fit, to yeah. have that Jeremy Camp concert with Natalie Grant and Sidewalk Prophets. Uh. August 22nd, I glanced at my uh, phone and saw August 22nd is a Saturday. That's my wife's birthday. 24 is our anniversary. I got that straight. So, okay. But anyhow, that's uh, maybe I can bring my wife to the concert. I was about to say, maybe <laughs> this would be a nice, nice, nice night out. Uh, birthday gift. That's yeah. true. We'll just keep it between yeah. you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much um, for this opportunity to share yeah. and let people know where we are, what we know and what we don't know, and hopefully what we'll be able to do um, once we get some information from our officials. That sounds great. Hope we get to catch up again before long, Susan, with some uh, increasingly happy news. So, Thank you so much, Tammy. I appreciate it. God bless you. Thank Have a great you. rest of your day, Susan. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Susan Slauson, the general manager of the Dell Music Center, Strawberry Mansion Drive in Philadelphia. The DellMusicCenter.com is their site. And uh, good to have her on and get some perspective what's happening. And we hope to have several more folks like Susan on in different businesses in the area just to see, you know, what they're experiencing. Not all businesses are shut down. In fact, some are still open. And we have a thing on our website that you're going to hear about more in a second. Uh, you're welcome to submit your info if you have different services, your uh, drive through delivery, whatever it is you want people to know about. There's a way to do that. So we'll tell you more about that in a moment. We also have a fun way to cap off our week like we generally do on Fridays with our Now That's Punny segment. That's coming up in just a couple moments here. Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app.
Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 4.52 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Hey, Danny. How's, how, hey, Tim. How, how have you been enjoying the program? You enjoy Susan? Susan Slauson? Yeah, I loved it. I like getting her perspective. When you're running a venue that seats 5,000 plus, that's a big endeavor, and... As you can tell, it's, it's impacted them in a lot of different ways, but I liked your perspective on things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, before I forget, um, there's something called Hoagies for Heroes. It's an event happening tomorrow. Springfield Country Club and Tavola Restaurant making 500 hoagie lunches with the goal of raising $5,000 or more for Springfield Fire Company and Springfield Ambulance Corps. Uh, it's a $10 cash donation, which gets you a hoagie lunch. If available curbside pickups, it'll all be safe and all that includes an individually wrapped hoagie, chips, and soda, all proceeds being donated to their local heroes at Springfield Fire Company and Springfield Ambulance Corps. So it's a nice deal. Amoroso Rolls is helping out, Performance Food Group, and that's Quality Foods uh, at Springfield Country Club, 400 West Sproul Road and Route 320 in Springfield. That's tomorrow from noon till 3. So if you want to get out and mount and still be safe and have a yummy lunch, and help a good cause all at the same time. There you have it. You like hoagies, Danny? I love hoagies. Yeah. I'm getting hungry. Who now. doesn't? <laughs> well, I just thought I'd ask. You never know. Sometimes people have weird things that everybody likes, but oh, I don't like that. How do you not like pizza? Yeah, stuff like that. So uh hoagies, yeah. Sometimes all just a nice nice roll with a good some good sandwich, deli meat in there, a little chips, pretzel, some kind of cold beverage to wash it down with. Ah. Exactly. I'm telling I? you, if you were, if I think if you were just born and raised in this area, you just have to love hoagies. <laughs> That's true. I think it's in your blood. Danny, you know, my brother Bob went to college in Tennessee. Yeah. Now that we're on the topic, and one of the things he did was actually he ran a, a, a hoagie shop, and he flew in Amoroso rolls from wow Pe- because he said the sandwich is the roll. Yeah, a hundred percent. I could not agree more. Yeah. So he's like, they don't really have anything here that I think I want to serve compared to what I'm used to being from a Philly. So he went that's to- the thing. I can never move away because I can't live without Wawa. <laughs> yeah, they've got you tethered to the tri-state region. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Hey, I uh, want to d- let folks know as you're heading into the weekend, you want to check out nosafespaces.com. It's uh, where you can see the documentary, No Safe Spaces, the number one political documentary of 2019. Had a non, uh, 99% rating at RottenTomatoes.com, which is the highest of any film last year of any genre. It stars Adam Carolla, pod, big podcaster, comedian, and talk show host Dennis Prager, who you can catch on our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, weekday afternoons from 1 to 3. Uh, Dennis and Adam travel the country. They interview all kinds of political and cultural figures on the right and left, politically speaking. And they're exploring the issue of free speech in America, especially on college campuses. And... Um, it's a film that's dealing with a serious topic, but it's also funny in a lot of places where uh, just very, very real. It's a very diverse uh, uh, group of folks that are featured in this. And uh, Danny, Isabella Chow, who is a student on the UC Berkeley campus, I thought you would appreciate the fact that she's going to join us, I think, next week, talking about her experience. We won't share it now, but um, you know, as we have guests on, it's great to have different backgrounds and different age levels and all that. So Isabella, I'm, mm-hmm. her, her story in the documentary is very interesting. 
And so, anyway, we'll get into that next week. So, folks want to check it out. It has to be at nosafespaces.com because it's not carried on Amazon Prime or Danny's personal favorite, Netflix. So, in fact, <laughs> folks don't know that you actually founded Netflix, Danny. So, I, I know you're humble about that, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, if only. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nosafespaces.com is we can find out more about that. And it's, uh, it's about uh, how America has become a dangerous place in some ways to share your minds and ideas and. Uh, yet it's done again in an entertaining and a powerful way. So check that out, nosafespaces.com. Uh, having said that, Danny, it's time now for the one and only, now that's punny. Are you ready with yes. your puns? I am. Are you ready to laugh? Oh, you're not kidding. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. What's the world's saddest pizza? The world's saddest pizza? I don't know. Pepperoni. Pepperoni. <laughs> Pepper Lonely. That's lovely. I'm getting hungry again. Hey, hey, Tim, did you hear about the two thieves that stole a calendar? The two thieves that stole a calendar? No, I didn't. They each got six months. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually pretty good. I like the crickets one, though. That's good. That is a good one. Yes, it is. What do you call a negative can of soup? What do I call a negative can of soup? I have no idea. A soup can. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) What kind of nut doesn't have a shell, Tim? What kind of nut does not have a shell? I have no idea. Mm Donut. Today is free donut Friday, by the way, Duncan. Not that I would know. I know, I know. You would know because you love your Duncan. One more, then we're out of time. All right. Where does a barber store his money? I don't know. His shaving account. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>